You're listening to the Empath Insights Podcast, and in today's episode, I'm talking about empaths taking on the role of the fixer. (laughs) Stay tuned. I'm Rachel Hudson, and I help empaths just like you learn to thrive, learn to stop absorbing other people's stress, and embrace your natural gifts. I also teach you how to manage your sensitivities in this sometimes insensitive world we live in. Hello, I'm so happy to be back with you this week. And yes, I am talking about the interesting, yet very true topic of empaths falling into the role of the fixer. A little disclaimer for the second week in a row, my dog, Yogi, whom I love dearly, is finally calm. He's a little bit wild, but now he's snoring. He's right behind me. So if you hear something weird, that's going to be him. Okay, I'm going to continue. So in this episode, I'm going to help you identify what the fixer looks like. It could also look like the helper. We love to help people. I'm going to talk about why we sometimes take on the role of the fixer, why it's a good idea to stop being the fixer, and how by allowing the other person to walk their own path, you're actually empowering yourself. So as a recovering fixer myself, I'm going to let you know a little bit about what this might look like. You might identify with some of these traits, um, and it's okay. But this is kind of a common thread that I'm like seeing on my little Facebook group that I have, and a couple of clients, and just some people that are like, you know, I think I help too much. Just say that you see someone needing your help. Maybe this is a friend, maybe this is a coworker, a family member. And you want to try to take away their pain. I know as empaths, when we feel someone else's pain, I feel like we want to take it away for them, but we also don't want to feel that pain by watching this happen. Or you see a friend going down the wrong path. Now, you're going to raise your hand on this one. I know you've been there. I've been there many times. You see them going down the wrong path and you really want to help them get back on their path or get back on their feet. If you're seeing a pattern on what this kind of looks like, this could mean trouble for you. It could mean trouble for them. It could make the relationship a little bit weird. It might cause the relationship to end. There's a a lot of things that can happen. But I want to talk about next on on why we do this. Well, of course, it's going to make us feel good if we're helping another person. I think that is human nature. And I also see this in empaths. Okay. And I've done a lot of reading on this. And a friend of mine, she was actually on the podcast, my friend Jan, she had sent over a It was an article from the website Tiny Buddha. So I want to give them a little credit too. And also uh, Dr. Judith Orloff talks about this a lot in her books as well. Now it makes us feel good. It makes us feel needed, right? 
And I had this friend and she was, this is like 15 years ago. She was watching me. I had a new friend and she saw it right away and I could not see it. She said, do not take on this person as your project. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, of course I did. Um, And of course it, it ended up not working out, obviously. But looking back, I felt like it did kind of give me a purpose and you might relate to this. It also makes you feel like you're making a difference in the world by helping. You're doing this for your own right reasons. Makes you feel like you're making a difference. And honestly, fixers are usually empaths. We feel everything. So we want to help take away the pain. Also, as empaths, we sometimes have a hard time saying no. Now, you might feel like you're disappointing people if you say no. And there's a lot of reasons that we have trouble saying no. I think I've talked about this on a couple of ex- a couple of episodes. And maybe you're feeling like you just are never doing enough. You have this like constant low-level guilt that you're never doing enough. I can totally relate to that. And it's kind of comes from a, a place of uh, maybe a lack of self-worth in some areas of our life. Or sometimes we even do this out of a place of obligation or guilt. I mean, it can be really complicated, all the different reasons that we might be doing this. Bottom line is helping someone, we think it is making us feel better. And yes, it is. But sometimes it's because we are in pain as we watch them go through their pain. Now, as emotional empaths, we're trying to get out of our own pain and it hurts us to watch them suffer. Can you relate? I bet you can. (laughs) So here's the problem that we do see as a recovering fixer. (laughs) This leads us to being a martyr sometimes, like we're doing all the things but they're still doing their own thing. And honestly, I talked about this in the last episode. They might not have ever even asked for your help. Sometimes we just swoop in with our superhero empath cape on and we just start fixing things for someone. Have you ever done that? Has anybody ever done that for you or to you? It feels a little bit invasive. So yeah, maybe they've never even asked for your help. Consider that. And a lot of times we're just, bottom line, we're doing it for the wrong reasons. And what this leads to is feelings of resentment, either on their end, maybe they're feeling like you're being pushy or bossy, or maybe it leads to feelings of resentment on your end. Like, hey, they didn't even say thank you. (laughs) I've been there. I hate to admit it. But yeah, so this leads us to feeling unappreciated. And sometimes or oftentimes, this can really lead to problems in the relationship and even a lot of anger. All right, so how do we know if we are really doing this? You're like, no, 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 that can't be me. They need my help. How do we recognize this? So when you think about this, when you start resenting fixing someone, or like, oh, I always have to clean up after this person. I'm not talk about, talking about their messy room. I'm talking about your perception of their, quote, messy life. 
if you're kind of saying to yourself, I'm always having to clean up after this person, but you also secretly feel like, well, they need me. And you realize that you are putting yourself last. That's a red flag. You start feeling again, underappreciated. Now, what can happen is this leads us to being really emotionally drained. I talk about the wilted flower and being exhausted because you're kind of taking on someone else's junk, emotional junk or real junk. And it makes us avoid taking care of our own, I like to call it our own four walls. Now you feel like you should be recognized for the sacrifices you're making. I mean, we're talking about this is pretty extreme, but sometimes we can fall into this martyr role of the fixer. Or here's something else, you're doing something for someone for fear that they'll drop you as a friend, or they'll stop loving you. So those are some red flags. Also, you might recognize that your value is really wrapped up in helping them. Now, these are things that you might start to like kind of look sideways and like, ooh, that sounds like I've done that before. Here's some turning points that you want to watch out for. Watching someone make the same mistakes that you've made in the past. So you might look at this person and like, I see what she's getting ready to do, or I see what he's getting ready to do. And I just want to stop them because it's going to get ugly. Now you're probably coming from a good place, but hear me out on this. You're not allowing them to grow. Hey, you're welcome to say, you're welcome to do anything you want. You, it's your decision, but ask yourself, do they even want to hear this? Because have you ever talked to that friend? You're like, I think this guy's not the right guy for you. And you kind of get all the signs and you really want to tell your friend and your friend is like, no, 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 I'm going to change him. And I'm going to, so that's usually a good sign where you're like, you're, it's just falling on deaf ears. Okay. Maybe it's like infidelity that you're just kind of seeing and they don't see it. Or you're watching a friend, another friend walk all over them or watching them being taken advantage of in a situation. You start to realize that they have to process this on their own and create their own growth path. Now, I love that. I don't remember where I saw it or I would give credit. Creating their own growth path. Now, consider this. Notice how your own struggles, looking back, I'm looking back 25 years, okay, at least or more. Notice how your own struggles made you stronger. Also notice that you were not ready to listen to anybody when you were making all these crazy decisions. But notice how these struggles made you stronger and led you down your own growth path or your own life path. For me personally, I wasn't ready to listen to anybody. Side note, I always say that if you were to give me $1 million to relive my 20s exactly like I did, I would not take your $1 million. I mean, yeah, I had some, I had some big lessons to learn. <laughs> For me, everything had to unfold like it had to unfold, to be honest with you. 
And the struggles really do make us stronger, even though it's super hard to watch another person go through something, you can be there for them. But I would advise against trying to fix the struggles are an opportunity to learn on our own timeline, instead of forcing something to unfold and the timeline that we think it needs to unfold. Now, personally, looking back on all these interesting decisions that I've made over my life, personally, I am more empowered now. Because I know that my own decisions, good and not so good, have helped me develop into the person I am today. Now, over time, you're going to notice that they'll come through it the way that they need to come through it. For me, what am I doing now? I still have a tendency to want to fix. I'm still an empath and I have to be really careful um, about what I do take on. Like when someone is going through something, I still have this almost overwhelming need to help and to fix. However, I use my tools. These are the tools that I teach. I have to walk the talk and yeah, it seems like it's a lot, but honestly, it keeps me really level and it keeps me in a good place for decision making, if that makes any sense. So what do I do? It's the same thing that I teach all of my clients. I make time to meditate. Listen, meditation is not going to do itself, as my friend Celeste always says. <laughs> we have to prioritize. We have to, make, we have to decide that this is going to be a part of our life. The benefits are cumulative. You're not going to meditate one day and all of your problems are going to go away. You cannot meditate your problems away. What you can do with meditation, it will lead you to better decision making. It will help you pause before taking the next step. It will help you pause, in my case, before opening my big mouth. <laughs> okay. Also, so that was number one, meditate. Number two, I write my crappy thoughts out on paper daily. I know it seems like a chore, but honestly, it gets it out kind of slowly and helps me look at what I'm what I'm really thinking. And then I write down, I decide, I get the choice, I get to decide some new thoughts that I want to try on. Okay, it's very empowering. The third thing is I move the stuck energy out of my body. If you don't understand what that means, it's like we feel like we've got all this junk pent up and maybe it's manifesting in our shoulders, tight shoulders, tight neck, low back pain, hip pain, whatever. Moving it out of the body works. I like to go outside for a walk. I love to do yoga. Um, any kind of movement on the daily. Getting outside is a bonus too, by the way. Number four, I rely heavily on my intuition more and more every day. I will tell you, it is like working a muscle. You will start to trust it more. And with all these other things, meditation 
helps you with your intuition. Writing your crappy thoughts out on paper helps you with your intuition. And number five, I'm always working on developing smart boundaries. Is it perfect? No. Do I learn lessons all the time? Absolutely. But I, I'm working on it. I like to say, you know, I'm getting 1% better than I was yesterday. It's just little bitty baby steps, incremental steps. Now, I do still struggle when I see someone going through a tough period, but I also know that they need to go through their own struggles and lessons. I help, but with smart boundaries now. And I'm starting to realize, and I've realized over time, that letting them choose their own path, like I had to choose my own path, and even them, even watching them struggle as hard as it is to watch sometimes, that it's one of the most important and valuable and empowering things I can do for them. We may not see it at the time, but it's unfolding slowly. And I have to remember in my own life that if I take on their weight, I like to tell people like as an empath, it's like having a backpack and letting these people put all their junk in your backpack and you get to walk around with it. I have to remember in my own life that if I take on their weight, I am weighing myself down, which leads me to not be able to do what I need to do. Now, I want you to know that this can be difficult. It's not going to be easy. You might not even be ready to make any steps right now. But just recognizing and just being aware of what you are doing will help you grow as a person. Saying no can be harder on us than it can be on the other person sometimes. Now, I always like to leave you with some, I like to call them compassionate action steps. And I have a compassionate action step for you. Uh, This is a writing exercise that I use daily because I always have stuff come up every day. I think we all do. Um, Unless we're completely by ourselves all day long. I don't think we can avoid conflict. That's just my thought on that for now. So compassionate action step, get out your journal. (laughs) And I want you to look back. And I always say the biggest thing kind of rises up to the surface, or bubbles up to the surface, write down the circumstances, or circumstance of any past relationships, where you've taken on the other person's problem. Or you've designated yourself as the fixer. Okay, so the first thing you want to do is write down the circumstance, like what happened? Okay, this person, I needed to save them from XYZ, whatever the thing is. The second thing is you're going to write your thought about that situation. What were you thinking about that situation? Like, oh, I think I can fix it for this person. Maybe that's a thought. Then from that thought, uh, you'll usually have a feeling that's going to create a feeling in your body. And if you're having trouble creating that feeling or finding that feeling, I want you to really connect with your body. Like where is it coming up in your body? Sometimes it comes up in my chest, my chest gets a little tight. Is it, it it will usually show up as a um, constriction in your body. Maybe it's your stomach, maybe it's your chest or your neck or your throat area. 
Now the third, I'm sorry, the fourth thing is write down what you actually did in that situation. Like extreme situation could be like, I moved for them or I fixed something for them. And then the last thing you want to do is write about what were the results that came out of that. That result is going to give you a lot of information. Now, when doing this writing exercise, I'm going to ask you, you're going to do yourself a big favor when you are totally being honest with yourself. And notice where you could have let the other person figure that out for themselves. So if you're looking for a few more journal prompts, I do have a free download. I will add the link in the show notes and just click on that and you can download your free list of journal prompts. Now, if you're ready to start thriving as an empath, if you're ready to start banishing those energy vampires, I'd love to invite you to work with me one-on-one. Just go to my website, rachelkhudson.com and just go to the tab that says work with me and we can schedule a free consultation. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope you have a wonderful week. Be kind to yourself. Say nice things to yourself and be kind to others. And I'll see you next time. Bye.